Welcome to the Sports Id Hockey Podcast number two. I'm Ian. I'm Drew. And here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start uh, off with some plugs then. Um, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at the Sports Id. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash the Sports Id. And we now have a new web address. Uh, thesportsid.net. Uh, if you still, for some reason, feel like using the old web address, sportsid.blogspot.com, it will take you there. But sportsid.net, up and running. We're all professional and shit now. Uh, and you can email us at thesportsid at gmail.com. All right, so Ian and I are both Red Wings fans. So I guess let's start there. Let's start with the Red Wings. Um, specific- Who's your favorite player, Drew? Um... Pavel Datsuk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how is he not anyone's favorite player on the Red Wings? Um, well, it used to be Philip Love for me, but he bro- he broke my heart, moved to Tampa Bay. But when I do, I'm going to collect a jersey from every team. When I get to the, the Bolts, I'm going to buy uh, a Philip Love jersey, I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> that, um, that sounds painful. What jersey are you going to collect from the Blackhawks or, like, I, I might go classic with the Blackhawks. I might do like Bobby Hull, something like that. Yeah, I feel like you'd kind of have to for it, like if it's a team that like, I mean, I don't know if you hate the Blackhawks as much as I do, but like if it's a team you hate, at least just go for like a classic, you know, Hall of Fame type guy. Right. I mean, I do hate the Blackhawks, <laughs> but I also respect them because I mean they they're just like the Red Wings were in the mid '90s, you know. They were at the bottom. Now they're at the top. They just came out, came from the bottom. And now they're at the top. Like I just said, so um, professional, right? Uh, what the one I'm more concerned with is the Penguins, because I don't want to go vintage with that one. At the same time, I don't want to like get any new players because they're all fuckheads. <laughs> so, I don't know. I I might just get Thomas Fokun. Because he's a backup goaltender. I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> All right, so we were talking about the Red Wings here. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's talk about the top line first. Uh, let's play pretty what well. What is the right? top line? Uh, the top, the top line, line right now is uh, Dotsuk, Zetterberg, and Bertuzzi. Which I think it was is- Abdelkader up until recently. Well, it was Abdelkader last year. All of last year. He did okay, too. Yeah, he did. Uh, And I just wanted to see, like, the reason I bring it up is I want to see, like, your point of view. Are you you happy with Burt being there, or would you rather Abby be there? Well, I like like both guys, I guess. Um, I don't, I mean, I like like Burt more, I think, just because he, he, he's a bigger body. Um, He's stronger on the puck than Abdelkader is. Um, it just seems like Abdicator gets knocked off the puck way too easily. He doesn't really – Abdicator, even after all of last year, he doesn't seem to have that chemistry with Pavel Datsuk down, which is – it's a hard thing to do because Pavel will toss it, toss the puck to you from the weirdest spots, and <laughs> the, you, you won't even see it until it's hitting, you in, hit, hitting your tape. Did you, know? you, did you watch the game today? Uh, it's very sad. As as big of a Red Wings fan as I am, I haven't been able to watch any of the games oh. this year. That's kind of tough. I mean, I suppose it would be hard to watch the Wings living in Texas, but I live in yeah. Wisconsin and I make it happen. Uh, I mean, I could do it. I could get like Game Center, but uh, my internet is also fucking horrible. So 
That's just not a possibility. Uh, well, I, I laughed when you talked about Datsuk getting you the puck in like the weirdest ways because he had a pass today, uh, an assist today. Um, I'm blanking on who got the goal, but he he got the puck like right in front of the crease, the right hand side, and he kind of like back no look backhanded it right onto somebody's tape, and they like just looked surprised as they buried it. Like, oh <laughs> shit! I guess I got a goal. Like. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, you didn't see the game today. Uh, it was it was a pretty good game. Uh, uh, the Wings took it. <sighs> Why am I blanking on the two. score? Yeah, three to two. Um, they had a beautiful penalty kill at the end of the second. Uh, it was a Who's five out on there for that. It was. <sighs> I I don't I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> I was. Watching the game, uh, but it was just before I headed out. The, like, I didn't get to see the third period had uh, errands to run. So I was kind of, like, watching the penalty kill as I was, like, getting ready to to leave the apartment. Uh, it was a five-on-three for a minute 54. Wow. And they killed the whole thing off. Uh, I want to say the Bruins had, this is just a rough estimate, like six or seven shots on that, all from the perimeter, and they all were either blocked by a defenseman or Gustafson turned him away. And they had a ton of pressure, even with the three guys. They kept pushing the puck outside. There was no shots from inside. They couldn't, they could not penetrate at all. Even, I mean, the Bruins are a physical team and they just, they kept them out. They kept them out on the perimeter. It was, it was pretty impressive. There was, there was a couple of tense moments, but it was very impressive. What, throughout the game, was it like, was it real gritty? Was it was it real chippy and stuff? Uh, not not too much. I mean, there was there was some bumps. There was a couple of uh, I mean, no fights, but a couple of confrontations, but real short. Couple of penalties, but it was mostly you know tripping or a holding. There there wasn't any. I, I think there was one roughing, but it it really should have just been a holding. Um, it wasn't as physical of a game as I expected. The the Red Wings were kind of struggling to move the puck in the first. Uh, but they had a pretty good forecheck towards the end of it there. And then in the second, they were moving the puck pretty well. And they got two uh, practically back-to-back goals uh, that ended up being the uh, the game winners for them. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's uh, – the big thing about the Red Wings moving to the East was would they be able to play the rough-and-tumble type of game that Eastern Conference teams play? You know, But I think what's happening more is – these rough and tumble teams are trying to play Detroit's finesse game, which doesn't seem it doesn't seem right. Like, I mean, both both ways of playing are good. Obviously, I mean, you know the 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 Bruins went all the way to the Stanley Cup last year playing that type of game. And sure, they lost a lot of pieces. They lost uh, uh who did they? They lost someone to Edmonton, Andrew Ference maybe. They got um, again, though. Yeah, but again, I mean, he's like... He looked pretty good in this game, actually. He had a lot of shots. He was all over the ice. He kept finding the puck. I mean, that's just how he's been his whole career. And, like, he he's an excellent leader, obviously. He was the captain of Calgary, like, forever. So, um, but he, I mean, he's he just doesn't... He's not as offensive as he used to be. You know, he's, he's older. All... I mean, he can still pass and he can still shoot, but he's just like 
as he's getting older, all the players just seem to keep getting younger and faster. And he's just getting older and slower. You know? <laughs> so you just, you just can't quite keep up. And it's just the way it is. You know, I'm not trying to take anything away from him. McGinn is an awesome, awesome player. And <clears throat> even when he was over in Calgary and I hated Calgary, I still liked Aginla, you know. But uh, let's talk about Gustafson. I mean, he was first star of the game, and according to Pavel Datsuk, he found out he was playing five minutes before the game. So, Yeah, from what I heard, Howard was a like very late scratch, uh, and he had a pretty good game. Like I said, he had a, a bunch of huge saves on the... Uh, the five on three, uh, he had a really nice. Um, I don't know if you'd you'd call it nice or luck, but uh, there was there was a scramble in front of the the net in the uh, the second there, where he was way out of position, and one of the defensemen, I'm not sure who it was, uh, the, the the quality of the games that I watch, the video quality is not very good, so it's kind of hard to see the numbers sometimes. Um, the defenseman, you know, blocked the shot, saved the immediate goal, and then Gustafson managed to, like, flail around like a fish uh, and then <laughs> find the puck and lay on it. And then the refs took in what I think was an unreasonably long amount of time to blow the whistle, but uh, they eventually did. <laughs> that's how uh, that's how he plays his game, Gustafson. I think he wants to be the next Hoshik, <laughs> but uh, that's just not happening. Just flopping about. So he did last year. That's what he's always done. The problem is when he was over in Toronto, like his first season, or his first maybe one or two seasons, he was amazing. He he showed excellent instincts, and you know he's so tall, like his reflexes weren't good, but he could get to the puck anyway. Well, their goaltending coach tried to make him work more on being like <clears throat> a very uh, a very standard prototype goaltender and that's just not Gustafson's game Gustafson's game is a lot like Hoshik's where he just you know he does whatever he can to make the save rather than doing the right mechanics to try and make the save he just he goes balls to the walls and he didn't really get a chance to do that last year because he was injured for a lot of it but um once he came to Detroit that was a big thing that Chris Osgood who's the goaltender's coach stressed he said, just go out there and play your game. You know, you know how to play goalie. We're going to see how you play goalie, and we're going to make you better at doing what you know how to do rather than try and implement this different style on him, you know, 25 years into his career. Yeah, which, I mean, that's always the way to go is if they made it to the NHL with their skill set, develop that skill set. Don't try and train something new into them. It's just – it's. I mean, it happens all the time in baseball. You see pitchers get ruined by pitching coaches because they're trying to teach them new mechanics, and then they just – it's gone. Yeah. I mean, it, there's a right way and there's a wrong way to do it for sure. But if he was uh, doing, Jonathan... if he was oh, doing it the wrong way, he wouldn't have made it to this level. Right. I mean, Jonathan Erickson, who is one of the defensemen for the Red Wings, um, he was a forward when he played over in Sweden. He was a center, I think. And Hakan Anderson, the great Hakan Anderson, who is the uh, overseas scout for Detroit, um, noticed him and said, wow, that center sure would make a great defenseman. <laughs> and so, so they drafted him, and then he's changed him to a defenseman. 
And now, if I, I think he's on the top pairing with uh, Nicholas Cromwell. Am I wrong? Uh, I believe you're right. Yeah, he's not. He's he's now one of Detroit's top two defensemen. So there's definitely a wrong way and a right way to do it for sure. Mm. But uh, that goalie is a really touchy thing because that's. I mean, I feel like that's that's more specialized. Right. Yeah. Like. There's no right way to play goaltender because you look at every different goalie and every different goalie like plays it differently. Like Jimmy Howard has a really really low stance. Um, he leaves his five hole really wide open, but his his knees are so low to the ground that he's it's he's able to drop faster or he's able to like kick his legs up faster, um, and that's just the way he plays. Whereas Jonathan Quick has like his legs aren't at like quite an angle, not as acute of an angle, but he like squats his back down really low, and that's I mean it's just whatever works for you, just do that, and you're gonna be better than if somebody's trying to say, hey, you've been playing goalie all wrong your whole life. Here, try this. <laughs> all right, so let's move on to um, the two big additions to the Red Wings this year, Alfredson. Uh, and Weiss. Let's start with uh, Alfredson. Five points in six games. All assists. Um, looking pretty good out there. I mean, that's that's what they brought him in for. Um, he's obviously going to contribute goals throughout the season for sure. Mm. But he was brought in because he, he's the same as Ginlaw. He, he just wants to win a cup. You know, he just he wants he, to stand the cup. Isn't he but, 40? I don't know. Maybe he's 100. (laughs) It's hard to guess the age of somebody with a mustache. He is 40. Wow. And that is a mustache. It's very very impressive for somebody to stay in the league that long. It doesn't happen very often. It is. And to rock a mustache like that? Come on. At 40 (laughs) and not be considered a pedophile? Crazy. Wow. Head sick there. All right. There's two types of people in this world who wear mustaches. <laughs> Pedophiles and old hockey players. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, that yeah, you he, he I mean that's just he's he's doing what the Red Wings want him to do. And I think he's playing the point on the power play. I think I read that somewhere. Which is I mean Red Wings have been doing that since the late nineties with uh, C, uh Sergei Fedorov. You know, he was. I think he was the first one to start doing that, playing the point, or Igor Larionov. I can't remember which, but maybe both of them. But yeah, the Red Wings have been doing that for a long time, and you know, keeping him on the point is a uh, is a good idea. Uh, as long as he's on the power play, and as long as he's getting points, whether that be assists, goals, whatever, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. You'll fart. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say pretty much the only complaint I have, uh, I've only seen the two games so far this year, and the only complaint I have is he's got 14 shots and no goals. And you'd like to see at least Those, one go in, but... Right. Those could have not even been, like, good shots. Like, could have been standing at the top of the circle, goalie had a wide-open view of it, or at the point, goalie had a wide-open view of it, and he was just looking for a deflection or a weird bounce or something. Yeah. So it's... I mean, it, I mean, you have to watch all the games, and... Like we can't really we can't really give analysis on that if we haven't seen all the games. Like if you're watching the games and he's gotten these awesome opportunities and he hasn't been capitalizing, 
be a different story. But since we haven't seen the games, we can't be like, oh, he needs to get his shit together. Because, I mean, we just don't know. Uh, yeah, so then let's move on to Stephen Weiss. Uh, two goals, minus two, 22% uh, shooting percentage. So, I mean, he's doing pretty well, too. Uh, they are the second line. Uh, am I am I right here? Uh, Weiss and Alfredson and... Franzen. Franzen, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's not... I mean, he's not producing as much as they would have liked him to. I guess like, he was brought in to replace Philpla, and I guess Philpla is doing a lot better over in you know, Tampa <laughs> Bay. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure he'll get it together. They brought him in because he's not scared to shoot the puck. Like, that's his thing is he shoots the puck more than Philpla does. Philpla was really good at making passes, though. He made some amazing passes. That pass to Gustav Nyquist when they were playing Ducks to win it in overtime last year, god damn. Like, he um, toe-dragged around a guy and then backhanded it right in front to Gustav. And uh, he just, <laughs> I mean, he tapped it in. Like, he barely, <laughs> I could have scored that goal. You know, it was it was such a perfect pass. Um. So, I, I mean, I'm going to miss that about Philpola, but Weiss is in a new area. You know, he's just – he's got to get his bearings straight. he got to get the chemistry down with these two teammates. I can't imagine Franzen's an easy player to play with because he, get, he goes into slumps and he just where he just doesn't do anything. He doesn't score. He looks lazy on the ice. He doesn't – He I mean, when, when Franzen – he just, he just lumbers along for, like, weeks at a time, and then there'll be, like, a two-week span – where he'll score in 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 five games, he'll score fucking eight goals and three assists. You know, he'll just go off the fucking charts, and then he'll be back to the same old slow frauds. And I mean, they, I guess they call him a mule for a reason. Like he's big, and I'm sure he kicks really hard, but he just can't <laughs> move. You know, so it's it's got to be tough for Weiss. You know, he's playing with Elfordson, who's a great player, uh, a little bit older, so. He has that intelligence with him, like that, just the hockey hockey IQ. And then Franzen, who's about as smart as a mule. And I don't know, it's just uh, he's just having a hard time <clears throat> getting his bearings straight on that second line right now. But I'm sure he'll get it together. I have faith. Uh, I'm really excited about him. The Red Wings seem to like that that line setup: the the playmaker, the shooter, and the big body. Yeah, well, Franzen, he's a sniper too, dude. He can put the puck anywhere he wants to. He's just, I think he has, he's got a lack of discipline and a lack of drive. You know, I think that's the problem. And Weiss isn't a sniper by any means. He could shoot the puck. He's got, he's got an above average shot, like speed on a shot and, you know, probably average accuracy with it. And then Elfordson can, as far as passing go, probably put the puck wherever he wanted as well. And he just, He's got the hockey IQ. He knows where his teammates and where the opponent are, opponents are on the ice at all times. You know, so, I mean, it sh- you would think it would be a good line. You got Franzen in there to do uh, Homer Homer's old job and stand in front of the neck of the flat bucks. <laughs> fucking huge. But he just – he's just – he's so lazy. He does, He's like – he sees guys in front of the net and be like, oh, I don't feel like moving them right now. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, there actually was several times during this game where I was shouting, uh, "What are you doing? Push his ass out of the crease!" 
because the Bruins would just camp a guy right in front of Gustafson, and he wouldn't even be contested, like, at all. There would be a, a wing next to him, but, like, a stick length away, not not doing anything, like, kind of, right. quote-unquote, covering him, but, I mean, just push his ass out of the crease. What, uh, yeah, that's not Franzen's fault, though, not on defense, that's the... That's the defenseman's fault. Yeah, they yeah. got to take care of that shit. And Gustafson, Gustafson could, like, spear out the back of one of their skates or something like that. Just <laughs> push them out of the way. All right, well, you, uh, you you said one of the things about Stephen Weiss, this is going back a couple minutes now, uh, was he's not afraid to take a shot. So there are – he is he is seventh in shots taken so far for the Red Wings. And I'm going to give you um, – a couple of the ones before him, and then I want you to guess who the rest of them are, okay? So, okay. Zetterberg leads with 33 shots. Datsuk okay. with 19. Uh, Alfredson with 14. And Ablicator also with 14. So, there's two more that have t- more shots than him. Guess who they are? Cronwall? <clears throat> uh, no. Franzen? Yes, Franzen has 13. And there's one more. Uh, like I said, Weiss, nine shots. So between 13 and nine, there's one more player. Um, uh, Bertuzzi? No. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Yoko Anderson? Nope. God damn it. Can you give up uh, yet? Drew, Drew Miller? Nope. Uh, no, I'll get it. Jakob Kendall? No. Jonathan Erickson? No. Brendan Smith? No. Danny DeKaiser. Yes. Danny yeah! <laughs> Danny DeKaiser with 11 shots, uh, no goals, no, no assists. Uh, he's just a young guy. He'll get it. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's not exactly an offensive defenseman either, but. He I is just... on NHL 14. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I just, I just thought that that was interesting that DeKaiser had more shots than him. I, I thought, a, like, the fact that uh, Franzen and DeKaiser both had more sh- shots than him actually surprised me. Ablicator, too, with 14 shots. Well, Ablicator spent a good part of the beginning of the year, like the first couple games on the top line. Yeah. Which, obviously, they play most time in the game. And you got Zetterberg and Datsuk, who both yeah. love to pass the puck more than they love scoring <laughs> goals. It's pretty hard to fuck up with that, with those, as, with those two as line mates. Yeah, so Bertuzzi is definitely going to capitalize on his opportunity here. and I think he's going to hold on to that first first line and, I mean, not let it go for a good part of the year. Unless he gets injured, then we're going to see Ablicator back up there fucking things up again. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's really anything else to talk about uh, in that game besides uh, Jordan Tutu was questionable for it uh, with a bruised knee, uh, but he played – uh, and he looked like Jordan Tutu. He looked like a tough guy that halfway through the game forgets how to skate. Uh, he fell down a lot. <laughs> he, uh, he, he had a bruised knee. He, he well, he he had a excellent rush attempt. Um, uh, got the puck behind the net on the left side, like on the bench side. Uh, started pushing up, and <laughs> he didn't even get hit. Uh, the guy got close to him and lashed off. Or lash uh, Tutu literally like this. His one of his skates just went out from went out from under him, and he just fell down. It was, I mean, he just caught a groove. Yeah, I I just like to give uh, Tutu a hard time about anything other than fighting because I feel like that's all he really knows how to do. 
<laughs> I like Tutu. I think no, I, I like think... him too. I mean, last year uh, when he threw the gloves down on what was it like the third game of the season, just right off the opening faceoff, just threw the gloves Dude, down and got in a fight. I loved that. I loved Dude. that. He did it in the first game. Like, 10 minutes into the first game, he fucking dropped the dudes, dude. Yeah, yeah, but that was 10 minutes in. Like, I think it was, like, the second or third game. Literally, like, the ref dropped the opening puck for the the first period, and immediately, he didn't even move. He just threw his gloves down and skated (laughs) over to the first... The first guy. And the first guy that would drop his gloves. Yep. He's like looking around angrily. <laughs> <and> think somebody. <laughs> uh, oh, um, one other thing to talk about during this game. Um, <laughs> Pavel Datsyuk hounding, uh, I think it was Marchand, hounded him as he's he's almost got a breakaway, but he just can't get Datsyuk off his back <laughs> in a second. And Datsyuk chases him down and pushes the puck away. And... This is like he comes from the far side of the ice, chases him down on what should have been Marshawn's breakaway, goes around the opposite side of the net as Marshawn, and still takes the puck away from him. And in the broadcast, like from the broadcast cameras, you can actually hear Marshawn say, Are you serious? <laughs> that is awesome. That's yeah. just the, and the commentators just... loved that one. They played it back. It was, yeah. That's just, that's just. Every other hockey player that's not Pavel Datsyuk's problem. Yeah. (laughs) It's just they're constantly skating around. I remember, oh, my God, when he deked Logan Couture out of his fucking skates. (laughs) Do you remember that? I do not. Oh, my. He put him on his fucking ass. It was, it was like, Logan Couture is facing him. And, you know, they're standing to the the right side of the, the San Jose net, you know, Outside the trapezoid, but in that corner. And Datsuk is just doing like head fakes and puck fakes. And Couture's trying to keep up. And it's probably the same thing that happened with Tutu. His skates just went whoop. And he just landed <laughs> flat on his back. And Mickey Redman, I remember he was laughing so hard. Oh, man. Yeah, he's, I mean, that's just, oh, I bet every single player in the NHL has said, are you serious? Yeah. And they're playing against Pavel Datsyuk. <laughs> yeah, Mickey had a, a pretty good laugh at, at Marshawn's expense there when he said that. He <laughs> And and he said the same thing. He said, like, that's what Datsyuk makes you do. He makes you talk to yourself. <laughs> Datsyuk is awesome. I, I mean, I there are a couple countdowns I've seen where they put him as the best hockey player in hockey today. You know, and every time he's not, I get angry. Because you look at, he's just consistently good, you know. And Crosby, yeah, Crosby's good when he plays, but he's con- he's like injured every year. Hmm. And then Alexander Ovechkin has one style of play, and that's just skate up the left side of the ice, turn it inside, and take a shot just outside the slot, like just north of the slot. You know, that's just the way Alexander Ovechkin plays now. And teams have figured that out. Datsuk is so good with the puck. You can't game plan for the guy. He's because if the, if you say this is the style that Datsuk is going to use in this game, you're going to be wrong because he's going to use 15 different styles and he's going <laughs> to fuck up your head. Like he's he's incredible. Like he's he's the best player in hockey. Oh, the thing and, I... and he's definitely one of the best players of all time for sure. Oh yeah, but I mean one of the things I like about uh, Datsuk is you said like. He's so dangerous with the puck. He's dangerous without the puck. He's dangerous on defense. He can just walk up to you and just take it away. Like, he is – I mean, I haven't been following fall, uh, hockey for that long, a couple of years. He is by far 
the best two-way uh, forward I've ever seen. Yeah, and I mean, Jonathan Taze is the same way, too. Like, Taze, Taze is really good defensively as well. But, I mean, Datsuk's just on a whole other level. And I think they were – I think Datsuk would have kept winning Selkies if uh, the NHL wasn't embarrassed for him every time he had to give a speech. <laughs> uh, well, otherwise, he'd, he'd still – he'd just be piling them up. He'd be fucking throwing them in his closet like, oh, he's another Selkie. Uh, oh, oh, another Lady Bing. That's why he starts fighting now because <laughs> he's just – Tired of making speeches, winning the lady big. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Remember when he did that? I remember when he fought Corey Perry in the first game of the season a couple of years ago. The year after he won the lady Bing for like the second or third year in a row. <laughs> He's like, "Fuck this." <laughs> All right, so let's move off the Red Wings then. Uh, last thing to say about the Red Wings: their next game is the fifteenth, uh, eight p.m. Eastern. Uh, they are playing the Blue Jackets. They're hosting the Blue Jackets at the Joe. So. They will be beating the Blue Jackets. Yes, yes, they will. They will be scoring many goals on Bobrovsky. <laughs> <laughs> You're back on the force, Bobrovsky. Here's your badging gun. <laughs> I just, I had what do you to predict the there. score will be? What do you predict the score uh, will be? Four... Well, if Gustafson plays again, 4-2. If Howard plays again, 4-1. Uh, what was what was the reason for Gustafson playing? Like, what happened to Howard? I have no idea. Did you just pull him at the last second? Uh, yeah, last second scratch. I'm I'm not sure what it was. I'm trying to find it right now, but I'm not seeing anything. So, I would guess an injury in warm ups or something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, it would have to be to to do it that late. Like tweaked his leg. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go two one, regardless of goalie. I just don't think the Blue Jackets have enough offensive firepower. To, uh, to put anything past Detroit's uh, goaltenders. Because, I mean, both of them look solid so far this year. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, so let's move on. Uh, I guess let's talk about the, since we're we're in the East, let's talk about uh, conference leaders in the East. So let's start with the Atlantic. Uh, Toronto's on top, looking good. 5-1. Um, and one. Ten, ten Yeah, they're a, they're, t- they're a tough team at 10 points. That's, I mean... You know, they showed flashes of it last year. Um, and all they did was bring guys in, bring new pieces in. They didn't really lose anybody of note that I can think of. You know, so, I mean, that's just, they're a scary team right now. Um, I know I know what game they will lose, and that's the Winter Classic on January 1st. <laughs> there you go. That's all I'm worried about. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I, at this point, I am, I mean, we're only, five or six games into the season, depending on what team you follow. Um, but I think Toronto scares me more than Boston right now in this division uh, as, you know, as a, as a Detroit fan. Um, the thing about uh, Toronto is though, is they're a young team. Like they're a real young team. So they could start off hot and then they can go cold quick. Um, thing about Boston is, is Boston will be, will be they'll start off a little bit slower. Like Boston's more Steady of like an hand. old muscle car. Yeah, Boston's more like an old muscle car. Not real fast off the line, but when they pick up they're faster than a lot of people. Whereas Toronto is more of like a like a souped up Mini Cooper. Where it'll burn you right off the starting line, but but like it's it's gonna get passed up by the old muscle cars like uh Detroit and 
Boston. All right, so let's move to the horribly named Metropolitan uh, <laughs> Division. And on top there, we've got Pittsburgh. They're 4-1 and one with eight points. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, Moving pretty on. much. Uh, and then, so, well, I mean, I guess not so surprisingly, uh, Carolina and the Islanders are tied. Oh, uh, well, no, wow. I, guess, I guess Carolina has six points. I'm sorry, I was just looking at the win-loss. Uh, Carolina, six points. The Islanders with five. Uh, 2-2 and 2 for Carolina. 2-2 and 1 for the Islanders. Yeah, um... I'd really like to see Carolina take that division. I don't. I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen. But uh, you know, I've always liked Carolina. They like collecting stalls too. Is, <laughs> and that's I'm all for that. Yeah. The stalls are the hockey family. So I don't. I don't think they'll. I mean, they're not going to win out over Pittsburgh, but they'll get. They'll get one of the playoff slots. Is Washington in that division too? Yeah, they're one and four. Yeah, they'll get it together though. Um, that's a tough division. You know who's you worse know, off than just, them? Who's that? Philadelphia with that one and five. The <laughs> Flyers are hurting. Uh, have they been starting Michael Layton? I'm not sure. I haven't seen. No, him. they got they got uh, Steve Mason. Ah, they got Steve Mason and Ray Emery, and they're just eating shit. Yeah, Emery is really struggling right now. That's. I mean. It's. I guess it's not really that surprising because he had a great team in front of him in in Chicago. Uh, Chicago. Yeah, and that's why he won so many games. Like he didn't win that many games up until he went to Chicago. You know, he was a mediocre goalie. Once he got to Chicago, well, holy shit, he starts winning. Uh, well, that was because he was a backup goaltender for the eventual Stanley Cup champions. <laughs> and now he goes to Philadelphia, where. They are not the Stanley Cup champions, nor they will be for a very long time. Oh. And, yeah, it's it's hurting them. Guess uh, at Ray Emery's goals against average right now. Uh, I'm going to guess 3.8. Higher. 4.03. God damn. Yeah, save, percent- you know who- save percentage of 8.73. It's, it's bad. You know, I was talking to Daniel the other day. I was texting him. And I said, you look just like Ray Emery. Like that's his, that's his celebrity doppelganger. He looks just like him, dude. I, I mean, I I've never met Daniel in person, but I've I've seen Daniel, uh, and I yeah, I could see that. I've also never exactly seen Ray like, Emery in person, so huh? take that right. with a grain of salt. But you've seen more of Ray Emery than you've seen of Daniel. This, yeah, this is true because I've watched more <laughs> hockey than I have conversed with Daniel face to face. So. All right, so then let's move on to the Western Conference here. Uh, start with the Central. Uh, we got Colorado on top. Surprising. Uh, mm-hmm. 5-0, and 10 points. Yeah, they look really good. They look real fast, but that could be, a same, be the same problem that uh, Toronto will have later on is we'll start out really, really good, really, really fast, you know, and then taper off. Or Patrick Waugh could be an amazing coach, and, you know, they could have a great, great season. It's too early to tell. But I like them. I like they're a real fast team. Yeah. Matthew Shane is fucking insane. Yeah. Real young team, Stop. real fast. And you just know commentators would love the story if uh, Colorado was great this season with, with Patrick Wilder. Yeah, for sure. And you know what would be amazing is if uh, they met Detroit in the Stanley Cup Finals and, like, he – him and Mike Babcock went to fucking blows. God damn it. That would be 
Yeah, I think the the Stanley Cup matchup I want to see the most is Chicago-Detroit. But short of that, I would like to see the matchup against Colorado or maybe Minnesota. Now, fuck Minnesota. <laughs> you just want to see Minnesota because they're close by and you can go to a game. Yeah, yeah. I, I, want, to see, I want to see Detroit and Dallas. <laughs> or the San Antonio Rampage versus <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> Uh, so then second in the central is St. Louis, also undefeated, uh, 4-0. Not quite as surprising. No. They got all four home games. Yeah, they got, they got really good goalies too, so. Uh, I just like that Chicago is not at the top of that division. I mean, they're only three and one, well, three, one and one, seven points. So they're only, you know, three points out of first. Then again, we're only five games into the season, but. I just like to see them not at the top of the division standings. Right. Uh, So then moving on to the Pacific, we've got the undefeated San Jose Sharks with 10 points. (sighs) (laughs) I fuck. I hate that division, dude. Yeah. I hate every single team in that division. Yeah. Well, I don't. Vancouver, Vancouver's in that division too, right? Yep. I don't hate Edmonton so much. They're pretty much the only team in that division. I don't hate. Oh god, I I just hate the. I mean, I like the Kings, but only because whenever they play the Red Wings, it's a really entertaining game, and I feel like there's like constant battle between John, uh, Jonathan Quick and Jimmy Howard. Like I feel that's just like, and I think they're I guess they're friends in real life. Like Jimmy Howard gave Jonathan Quick uh, a signed stick, like a signed goalie stick for his son, and Quick did the same thing for Jimmy. Nice. Jimmy Howard's kid. Yeah, so they're like friends in real life and shit like that. But I always feel like there's like this this underneath, like this hidden battle going on between them. And it's, it's, those games are just really entertaining, really fun to watch. They're always close. They're always hard hitting. Yeah, I don't I know. Was, uh, I mean, when I – a couple of years ago, I think it was, uh, what, two years ago, uh, the, the Red Wings met the Kings in the playoffs. And it was, I believe, the first round. And it was when I, like – was really starting to follow the Red Wings, and those games were painful to watch. The Wings were just getting shut down. They looked rough. Well, I don't know. That was that might have been when the Kings were finally starting to come into their own, and Detroit took them a little bit too lightly. Was that the year that the Kings won the Cup? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, that that must have been it. They like they just. They weren't that good like all year. They were good enough to make it into the playoffs, and then they just fucking, they just flipped the switch and they just went wild. Like I think they were an eighth seed and they went on to win the cup. I think so. You know, yeah. that, like, teams they they just turned a page as soon as they got into the the Stanley Cup and fucking turned it on, went for it. All right, so uh, you wanted to talk about. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed the uh, the second place. Uh, Anaheim, uh, whoop-de-doo, 4-1, eight points. Uh, you know that we are not Anaheim fans, uh, especially if you listened to the first podcast uh, with special guest Pete. Uh, Anaheim fans are apparently dicks, uh, so we don't care about eat, Anaheim. They can all eat shit sandwiches. <laughs> uh, very strong feelings about the Anaheim fans here at the Sports Id. Fuck <laughs> All right, so we were talking about uh, San Jose. Uh, and I know you wanted to talk about uh, Thomas Hurdle. Yeah, yeah, Hurdle Power. He's fucking killing it. Yeah, he is. Five games, eight points. This kid's a rookie. He scored four goals in one game, 
And I guess it was like a big deal that he fucking showboated with his last goal, put it between the legs and everything like that. Fuck everybody who doesn't like that, because that's fucking awesome. That's like getting mad at Nail Yakupov last year, I believe, when he scored with like three seconds left to tie it up and go into overtime, skated out onto his knees in the middle of the ice, and like fucking you know slid on his on his knees in the middle of the ice, just fucking excited that he scored that goal. And like Thomas Hurdle is just, I mean, the guy scored three goals already. Like if he didn't score that goal. Like, he'd be receiving the same criticism. Like, oh, he shouldn't have showboated. You know, and now that he scored, like, even though he scored scored the goal, everybody's like, oh, he shouldn't have showboated. Uh, just fucking jealous because the guy's badass. Yeah, I mean, you comparing it to the the Yakupov celebration, I mean, I remember that. A lot of people were upset, but uh, <laughs> none of them were Edmonton fans. And I, 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 I mean – I'll give a, a rookie a lot of leeway, especially this early in the season. But even if it happens late in the season, like, you're a rookie. It's your first year in the NHL. Every goal you score, it's going to be the best goal ever in your mind. Like, you're in the NHL. You, you're going to celebrate. You're going to be stoked like that. Let them showboat. Let them – I mean, unless it's somebody I absolutely hate showboating, I don't think there's anything wrong with showboating. Like, if you can, if you can do something fancy and score a goal, do it. Make the other team yeah. look like assholes. If they don't want you to do that, they should knock you on your ass before you get the shot off. Right. Like, it's just, it's it's ridiculous. Why do people watch sports? Well, they watch it for that one moment that can make history. That's why you watch any game. Yeah. It's just that one moment, you know? And he just, he did it. The kid had one of the best games uh, of all time, and it was capped off with an amazing, like, one of the best goals ever scored. Like, one of the most – it's one of the hardest shots to pull off, you know, and, and he did it, and he shelved it, you know. Like, I saw Pavel Datsuk tried that goal, and he didn't score, but, you know, it, it rebounded, and Darren Helm scored off of it. But, you know, very few people can pull that goal off, and he just – he showed an example of this, his, his awesome skill, and people are getting angry at him for it. And it's, it's all these fucking old-school farts, like Don <laughs> fucking Cherry, who oh. – Don Cherry, he he's pissed off at Thomas Hurdle for doing this. Like Don so Cherry what? was mad at Yakupov too. Yeah, he was pissed off. Like Don Cherry could fucking do something else. Like go watch tennis or something. Piece of shit. <laughs> but like, don't get mad at this kid. He's a fucking rookie, and he's just out there. He's having fun. He's oh doing a good job. God, eight points in fucking five games. I just i I didn't see the goal, so I just pulled it up. Holy crap. Yeah, it's that fucking fourth awesome. goal. Oof. 19 years old. Goal. Wow, that oh, and people are getting mad. Like I don't I don't I just don't I don't get it. I don't get why people are getting mad. Like, like if they're if they weren't able to do these sort of things, if they they couldn't deke or do anything like that, and just just shoot the puck right. Like just shoot it like a normal person. Like, how can you be so fucking boring? Because you watch these games to look for special things like that, like Phil Kessel going coast to coast, or <laughs> Pavel Datsuk deking somebody out of his shorts, or the Sedin twins bouncing the pucks off of weird places right to the other one's tape. You know, it's just, you watch the game for these reasons. Don't get fucking mad when this kid scores a fucking awesome goal. Like, get your well, head out of your ass. Yeah, you know? I mean, 
does does Don Cherry get mad at uh, Bertuzzi for doing the spinorama or for Datsuk for his like literally disgusting moves? No, I mean I'm sure he does. The, the point of hockey is to score a fucking goal, and the best way to do that is to confuse the goalie so that he doesn't know where to make the save. This is like this goal that we're talking about. This fourth goal puts it between his legs and just flips it top shelf like with the stick between his legs. It's insane. The goalie, what's that? Lundqvist. It's the Rangers. I can't. I can't see who. Yeah, actually is. it's either it's either Biron or Lundqvist. Pretty sure it was Lundqvist though. Yeah. Um, like that's the way to do it. A goalie sees that he has no idea what the fuck's coming. That's to me. That's the point of hockey. Getting mad at him for that is is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, the kid already had three goals, so he wanted another goal. So he did something to fool the goaltender into giving him another goal. Get the fuck off his back. Holy shit. I love the kid. When I buy my San Jose jersey, I'm buying a Thomas Hurdle jersey. Nice. Y'all can suck a dick. He's He's got to, like, be leading Jose and San Jose in jersey sales right now. I mean, he has to, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he probably – I don't think he could keep up this pace all year. No. But I'm I'm really happy for the guy for fucking starting this way. I love it. I love it anytime a rookie starts off really hot, especially one that comes out of nowhere. Like I I didn't even know this kid's name until until that goal. But now it's like and like it wasn't just that game. Like he's been consistently good for the first few games of the year. You know, it's just it wasn't like a flash in the pan sort of thing. He's been he's been playing well. Yeah, I mean, he's currently the NHL goal leader. He's got seven goals. Uh, yeah, Crosby, Lupul, Zetterberg, and Ovechkin all have five, so he's two ahead of them. I mean, I don't think at the end of the season he's going to be like the leading goal scorer, but like you said, he's he's good, he's solid, he's and he's 19. Like, can you imagine him in five years? He's definitely a player to watch. If he continues to get better, you know, if he doesn't – doesn't get like big dick syndrome and thinks he's <laughs> like top shit now. Yeah, but you know most hockey players aren't like that. They they have pretty cool, pretty calm demeanors, very level headed. You know, so I mean, I just hope I hope he can continue it. I, I like, I like it. I like him. I like his story. Comes out of nowhere and scores a four, has four goals in one game. That's bananas. Yeah. But uh. Uh, so you said you're getting a hurdle jersey when you collect your San Jose. Yep. Uh, it's that's too bad because I would have recommended uh, getting a Brett Brent Burns jersey, uh, but instead of his name on it, just get his number 88 and then the name Sasquatch across the back. <laughs> uh, if if no. any of you listeners haven't seen uh, Brent Burns' uh, current, <laughs> uh, I'm going to call it mugshot uh, for the NHL. <laughs> Uh, you need to check it out. Just look up Brent Burns. Yeah, it's he's he's got himself a beard. He's yeah. Uh, he, amongst other things, <laughs> it looks like he's on ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's a funny picture. Yep. Hockey players, hockey players don't tend to take very good pictures. Like, did you see the Phil Kessel Team USA picture? <laughs> no. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, that's another one for you listeners to look up is look up Tom Castle or Phil Castle Team USA 
Holy shit. Look it up right now, Drew. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yep. That's a good one. He just looks, he just looks weird. Why he doesn't is, look like – he doesn't know what's going on. Why like, is his <laughs> mouth open? I don't know. <laughs> Bill Castle's a mouth breather. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there's a uh, – I just, like, image searched it. There's a photo of, like, Fabio's body holding up I Can't Believe It's Not Butter with Phil Kessel's face photoshopped onto it. <laughs> oh, you got to make that the picture that when you post this, uh, <laughs> this I, link on Facebook. I can't. I can't. Uh, through our, our new media host, I can't figure out how to put – I mean, I can do it on, on Facebook. I guess I was thinking um, – like posting it as the picture for that specific podcast when you download it. Yeah. <laughs> or you can uh and yeah, when you post it on the uh on the, the blog itself. Yeah. Put that picture in there too. But uh, <laughs> fucking weird dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well I don't know. Do you have anything else, Drew, that no. you wanna any final thoughts? Uh no, I've got nothing. Let's go Red Wings. That's it. Yeah, let's go Red Wings. That's it, folks. <laughs>